Hi, and welcome to another great message from Noosa Church. We pray that you're impacted and inspired by this teaching. For more information and service times, check out our website at noosa.church. Enjoy. Woohoo! Oh, isn't God so awesome? Oh, nothing like His Spirit, nothing like His presence, nothing like His revelation in our lives. Nothing like it. Um, funny story, last week Pastor Josh basically stole my entire preach. So Josh, when you listen to this, thanks. And I actually sat there and thought, Lord, you have to give me another word. Like, this is too similar. But instead I sensed that it was affirmation and confirmation that I was hearing rightly and discerning rightly a word for our body right now. And in the New Testament, there's two separate words for the word of God. One is the logos word and one is the rhema word. And the logos word is the physical word of God, the Bible, and the words written in it. And then the rhema word is the, the word of God that is alive and living and still speaking today because they always affirm each other, of course, and the word takes prominence, but we have to realise that there is the rhema word of God and he is always wanting to talk to us. There is always a fresh word and a fresh revelation available to us. He's a speaking God. And so it's clear that there is a rhema God for us as a people at the moment because the last two to three weeks there's been this theme and I'm hoping to unwrap that even more today because sometimes you just got to hear it a different way and build the blocks one upon another. And yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to, to share today. So there's this theme that we see in the Bible, and really it's um, the essence of our whole faith and the whole gospel, and it's that of the unseen, the unseen. And last week, Josh talked about this being the greater reality that we are a part of, that there is a greater reality, that the current reality needs to be risked to find the greater reality. And that greater reality I want to suggest today is found in the unseen, it's found in the unseen. Because if we think about it for a moment, the very faith that we are a part of is unseen. We close our eyes in order to see, don't we? We close our eyes in order to see clearly. It is the very essence of our faith, the very essence of the kingdom that we are a part of a kingdom and a faith that is actually beyond what is here right now. It is beyond the physical. It is beyond the seen and it is in the unseen. And so I sense that God is inviting us to close our eyes again to see, to see rightly, to see clearly, to close our eyes to the physical and see into the unseen. And it's... I just love how Holy Spirit-led our pastors are. Do you not? They are so sensitive to the Spirit. And for Kristen to get up and have that word just then about hope and finding that hope again, that hope is in the unseen. That hope is when we close our eyes and anchor again to Christ that we do not see physically. I know, we don't see him physically, right? He's unseen to us. 
And this is the essence of our faith, and, and this is what I believe God is inviting us into in this next season. And there's a few scriptures that make this pretty clear to us, just in case you don't believe me. Um, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. And then what is faith? Hebrews 11 verse 1, faith is the confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 3 to 5, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, they're not physical but a mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Then Jesus said to Thomas in John 20 verse 9, Because you have seen me, you have believed, but blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. We are that. That's you. Blessed are those that believe though we have not seen with our physical eyes, but we have seen with our spiritual eyes, haven't we? So clearly, in the kingdom, there is a sight and a seeing beyond our natural seeing. And there is a sight and an eye that is not our physical eye. And I truly believe one of the most powerful prayers that we can pray as believers in Christ is, open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Help me see as you see, Lord. This situation this thing in front of me, this moment. Help me see it as you see it, Lord, because my eyes are really just not great. I need your eyes, Lord. I need your eyes, Lord, every day. Because <laughs> I don't know, maybe you're human like me. Uh, I need Lord every day when I'm dealing with tantrums all day. I need the Lord to see <laughs> as he sees. <laughs> and so... There's two aspects of the unseen I'd like to unpack a little bit today, and it's the inward unseen and the outward unseen. And I'll explain what they mean a little bit later, but the inward unseen is, is the hidden world of our hearts. That's the inward unseen that we all have. You know, 1 Peter 3 verse 3 says, don't let your adornment be merely outward. Rather, let it be in the hidden person of the heart with incorruptible beauty. And just side note, it says merely outward, so still shower. <laughs> still, still do those things, but don't let it merely be about that. Don't let it only be about that because the hidden place of the heart is very important. And, you know, we as humans... We just, unfortunately, very naturally only look at the physical and we're very, like, physical-driven, obviously, because that's what's more real to us. Um, but we're called to a higher perspective and we're called to a kingdom that is not seen and that's the kingdom that we are a part of and that's the kingdom we're to value and to place importance on. And that kingdom also is inside of us and we need to care about what is happening in the inward unseen. But 
Let's not take my word for it. Let's take God's word for it, shall we? If you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew 6. And um, this is the middle of the Sermon of the Mount, Jesus' famous Sermon on the Mount. And we're going to read the whole chapter by the last verse. And I know it's long, but it just says it so well that sometimes you just need the word to say it the best way. So stick with me if you have your Bibles or you don't. You can read it on the screen. But let's read this chapter together. Matthew 6. Jesus says, Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Therefore, when you do a charitable deed... Do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory from men. Assuredly, I say to you that they have their reward. But when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your charitable deed may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret, who sees in the unseen, will himself reward you openly. Verse 5. And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut the door, pray to your Father who is in secret place, who is in the unseen And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. And then he goes on to um, explain the manner in which we should pray through the Father's prayer, but we'll skip over that for the sake of time and go to verse 16. Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance, For they disfigure their faces that they may appear to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, so that you do not appear to to men to be fasting, but to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, seen treasures where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, unseen treasures. Where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So we could basically just be like, Okay, that's good. Goodbye. Because it just says it so well. It's so, Jesus is so clear about what matters. And it's the unseen. It's the inward unseen. What is he's basically speaking to there? He's basically speaking to the hidden unseen world of our hearts where our motives lie. He kept saying, when you pray, when you fast, when you do your charitable deeds... Don't be like the Pharisees who he called blind multiple times. And I don't think that they were blind physically, just FYI. 
He said, don't be like them. They do it to be seen. So there's a motive there. But do it to be un- in the unseen, to be seen only by your father. And so he's speaking to the unseen inner world of our hearts about our motives. And then at the end there, he says the treasures, to value the treasures that are in heaven. Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. I don't know about you, but I actually don't physically see heaven like I see Christian right now. So it's unseen. It is in the unseen that we are laying up treasures. And that's what is of value. We can have all the treasures on earth, can't we? And, and Josh spoke to this last week. But they are a terrible definer of identity. And they don't last. But the treasures of heaven do. The unseen, it does. And so God is calling us to come back to what matters. And it's the unseen. Closing our eyes to see. And caring again, turning inward about the state of our heart, the state of our being, what Jesus sees. Not just what men see, what Jesus sees. Because we can do all the things. We can do all the things as Christians to look really good, like be here every week. Which is great, like you'll grow. It's awesome. And we can, you know, dress a certain way and we can change our language to be a certain way. That's easy. We can do those things. But what is unseen is what God sees. What is unseen, the inward unseen, is what God sees. And I would ask you today, how is your inward unseen? And is it vulnerable before God? Because that's all he wants. And he's here to help us. Before we move on, verse 22 is really powerful here in Matthew 6, and we're going to read it together. It holds a really significant truth for us and and the way we live. It says, The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is the darkness. And let's pause here for a second because he says, the lamp of the body is the eye. And again, I'm like 99.9% sure he's not talking about the physical eye. I'm pretty sure he's talking about the unseen eye. The eye that we have when we close our eyes, our spiritual eye. And I can vulnerably say that I 100% have experienced this verse in true time, in that when my eye and my seeing is off and it's dark, it's like everything is dark and everything is bad. Has anybody else experienced that before? Where you can't seem to see something in, in light or in, in joy, everything is dark. Like you can watch one, for example, watch one video of... Um, Worship leaders singing a song, a new song that's been released and at the time you watch it and you're like, wow, like you can just so see God on that and I feel and I sense God in that and, and to the pure, all things are pure and so your eye is healthy. Clearly my eye was healthy in that time and yet you watch the video another time when your eye is not so healthy and you sit there, I sit there with criticism like, 
It's all just a performance. Ugh, this is disgusting. And it's all in the beholder. It's all just in the eye. And I think this is what the verse is speaking to, is that when our eye is good, when the eye is filled with light, light, God, his goodness, his power, when, when our eye is filled with light, everything is light. The whole body is light. But when it's dark, when our perspective is dark, when our spiritual eye is dark, when it's covered with demons and oppression and disgusting things, when it's, it's not as God would have it, everything is dark. Everything we see is dark. Our perspective is dark. And I sense that God wants to do business with us to bring light again to our eyes, our spiritual eyes. We need it. We desperately need it to see as he sees, to see the light in everything and to be able to go about our day and see the light and not be filled with darkness. Marcus said this the other week, you know, how horrible we would um, be representatives of the gospel basically if we're all just super sour and depressed. It's not really representing the gospel well. And so we need our eyes to be filled with light so we can see with light and see with joy. Amen. And that's another part of the inward-out scene. But see, in the kingdom, we don't stay inward. God doesn't call us to stay inward and just focus on ourselves. He calls us outward also. Inward, outward. Inward, outward. And that's the way of the kingdom. It's the pouring in and the pouring out. And it's basically what is encompassed in what theologians call the perichoresis of the Godhead. And that term is used to describe the Godhead, the Trinity, the three in one, that are in an eternal dance of love and they're constantly pouring in one to each other. It's like this endless dance of self-giving one into another. And they call this the perichoresis. And not only are we called into that dance with God personally, we are called to that dance as a collective where we are pouring one into another, the perichoresis, pouring one into another. And this is what I'm calling the outward unseen. And I call it the outward unseen because, again, we're human and we have overvalued the pouring out that is seen. As a Christian body, not just here, just all over the world, because of our humanity, we tend to overvalue the pouring out, so the gifts of the spirit that are seen. So the worship leaders, the preachers, the ones that have the public ministry, we're like, you're amazing and you're from the Lord and you're of the greatest value in the kingdom. But it's actually not true. And I'm here to dismantle that lie because that lie is doing a lot of damage in the kingdom. Because just because something is seen doesn't mean it is of more value. Power is not measured by the degree of visibility. Power is not measured by the degree of visibility. Fame and prominence does not equal value in the kingdom. 
Visibility does not equal power. Visibility does not equal value. Visibility does not equal importance. Visibility is a poor indicator and definer of identity. And I'm here to tell someone today, you are just as valuable to the kingdom than any famous minister you may know. You are just as valuable, known or unknown, just as valuable and important to the kingdom and to the work that is to be done. Your gifts are important. And by the way, we are all ministers. We are all called to the ministry of reconciliation. 2 Corinthians 5.18. Sure, the pastors, preachers, prophets, you know, we're called to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Called to equip the saints, all of us, for the work of the ministry. So we are all in the ministry, just by the way. But again, let's not take you know, my word for it. We're going to turn to 1 Corinthians 12. And again, we're going to read most of the chapter because it just says it so well. And um, get there as soon as you can, 1 Corinthians 12. You can read it on the screen too. says this. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences in ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another the interpretation of tongues, but one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. We'll just stop there a second because so many gifts listed there. And as I said before, we can tend to overvalue the ones that are seen. So the miracles, the healings, we can really tend to overvalue them as if they are the ones that matter and nothing else matters. But they all matter. The gift of faith, the words of knowledge that are not public. You know, like Marcus shared how at different times in his life someone had a word of knowledge or a prophecy and it, and it wasn't given publicly. It was given in secret, in a conversation and that strengthened him in the Lord to continue his work. That is so valuable. How can we not think that that is not valuable? That is so powerful. And we all need to be moving in these gifts, not caring whether they're seen or unseen. Seen by the public, I mean. It matters even if it's unseen by the public. Because God sees, and it's part of the pouring in and the pouring out that is so vital to our health as a collective body. 
Let's continue on. So verse 12. Is that where we were? Yeah, verse 12. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greek, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact the body is not one member but many. I just love his repetition, repetition in this because he's like, can you get this? We are all one. Many members, but we're all one. He just says it so many times. I love it. Verse 15, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body was, were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? If we all had the same gifts, if we all had the same activities, where would the beauty of the whole body functioning be? Verse 20, but now indeed there are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. No, much rather those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honourable, on these we bestow greater honour. And our unpresentable parts have greater modesty, but our presentable parts have no need. But God composed the body, having given greater honour to that which lacks it, that there should be no schism, divide, in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Or if one member is honoured, all members rejoice with it. Isn't that amazing? Just so beautiful. We are all members of the body of Christ and we are all important. And we are all of value, seen or unseen. And we do this even with our natural bodies, don't we? Like... We don't really realise how valuable the internal organs are until they go really wrong. And maybe we don't value them so much because they're not seen. But they're really important and you really realise that when it starts to suffer. And so I'm here to tell someone today. God is here to tell someone today. That just because your work is unseen does not mean it's not valuable or powerful. It does not mean that it is not bearing fruit just because you don't see it right now. You know, there's probably a grandparent in here right now praying for their grandchild. And that's unseen work, that's unseen seed. But one day, that seed will produce fruit and it will be seen. So it's important and it's valuable. And you need to do it. You know, the gift of faith or the intercessors 
or even the gift of encouragement, they're all a bit more unseen, but they are so important to the collective health of our body. And not just this body, but the whole body of Christ. I just think about my six months here, my short six months, and how many times I've been strengthened greatly by things that nobody else would even know from these people like Jess Miller in our lives. Little words of encouragement here and there, little acts of kindness, not even little, like big ones. (laughs) And, you know, that's really strengthened us. And she's represented Christ in our lives and literally been Christ in our lives quite a few times in this six months. And then I even think of people like Jackie. She's made us a few meals since we've been here And that's the kindness of God shining through and that also has helped and strengthened us. Nobody else, I mean, she's not up here being like, I made a meal and it's helped and done this, this, this. It's unseen work. It's an unseen gift, but it's powerful. It's very powerful. And then Shannon Eda, I'm not sure if many of you know her, but she actually comes here and She's a prayer warrior. She has the gift of faith, and that faith is unseen, isn't it? But I know that when I can, when I need prayer, I know I can text her, and I know she's praying, and she's doing damage, and she's participating in that unseen warfare for me. And so today, I want you to be encouraged Seen or unseen, it's important what you do and you have a place in this body. You have a place in the body of Christ and I pray that you would seek God afresh for the spiritual gifts that that he has given you to participate in and to um, shine his light through uh, because it's it's important. We're all part of this. We are, you know, it's not a one-man show up here and I, and I would hate that it would ever be a show in the first place. Before we close, I, the, there's, there's a verse at the end of this chapter that's really important. It's verse 27. So we were in 1 Corinthians 12. We're going to turn to verse 27. Before I say that, the unseen ministry of motherhood. <laughs> oh, man, thankless. Thankless and not public at all right? But like one of the most powerful things that we will ever do with our lives. Painful, very painful at times, but it's basically discipleship on steroids. And that's probably a really good example of an unseen ministry that isn't getting glory and standing ovations and all the other things, but it's a work that God sees in the secret that is very valuable and very powerful. And that just, I think, for me, summed it up really nice. (laughs) Okay, so let's turn to um, verse 27. And I wanted to point this out, A, because it's important to the topic. But remember the last time I shared about reading beyond the chapter numbers? This is a really perfect, perfect example of why it's important to do that and how we can miss a message and miss a revelation because we get to the end of the chapter and then we stop there. So the last verse of chapter 12 says, Now you are the body of Christ and members individually, and God has appointed these in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, 
After that, miracles, then gifts of healing, helps, administration, ver um, varieties of tongues. Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles? Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? But earnestly desire the best gifts. And yet, I show you a more excellent way. Usually, if you're anything like me and just, you know, you're human, you would close the Bible there and be like, that's chapter 12 done. But there's this really important part there that says, and yet, I show you a more excellent way. Do we not think he's about to show us what the more excellent way is? He does. He continues on in chapter 13, verse 1. It says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I'm nothing. And though I bestow all good things to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Like, can so easily miss this really important part of it where, you know, we have gifts. God's asked us to use them. He asks us even to go after them for the profit of the whole body. But if you do all those things and have not love, it's nothing. And this is where it's made really clear that the inward unseen, no matter what the outward is, really matters. And this is where the inward unseen and the outward unseen entwine. Because if we have not love, which often is in the unseen place, you know, I can't really tell if someone really loves me or not they can act like they do but God sees and so this is the turning back again to the inward but if I have not love but if I have not love Lord help me love as you do help me see as you do so no matter the outward seen or unseen the inward unseen still takes prominence and so my prayer for us today is that our value and our attention would go back again to the unseen because that's where the greater reality lies. And we need that greater reality and we need that greater perspective. That's where hope is found. That's where love is found. That's where our joy is found. It's all in the unseen. And so I'm going to get the band up right now and I think rather than just cutting off there and being like, wow, great word. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to us. I think it'd be really good to sit and just let God speak his rhema word to you right now in this moment and to pull out out of all the words that he said the one that is for you and to see what, what is God saying to you in particular in this moment. So can we just stand if you're comfortable to stand, please stand. And I'll just pray for us as the, as the team gets ready. Our oh, Father, your word is so amazing and it is so powerful and it's so dividing between soul and spirit, God. And Lord, in this time, 
where you're bringing our focus and our attention again on the unseen, the kingdom that we are a part of. I pray that you would help our seeing. I pray that you would help our seeing. Lord, where eyes have been blinded or where eyes have been blurred, I pray right now that there would be an instant clarity to see rightly and to see as you see in the spirit. We see the masks coming off the eyes, God, so that we can receive your kingdom in its fullness. I invite you right now to just, if you're comfortable, lift your hands to the Lord and welcome him to do his work that only he can do, guys. Only Holy Spirit can do it. And we welcome him. Holy Spirit, we welcome you right now in this moment. Just help. You know, for some of us, it's just help, Lord. We can be so broken and confused that sometimes it's like, I have nothing to pray, God, but just help. And that's okay. The Spirit is even praying on our behalf and interceding for us with his moanings and his grumblings. So just help is a good prayer and it's fine. So Lord, right now, just help. Help our seeing. Enlighten our eyes again, God. When we were saved, our eyes were opened. And sometimes they go dark and sometimes there's things in front of them. But God, in this moment, we are welcoming you to enlighten them again, to help us again, to see as you see and to even highlight to us in our hearts the unseen that's holding us back from walking in your fullness. We hope you've enjoyed this teaching, that you've been encouraged and challenged. To stay up to date with our latest messages, you can subscribe to our podcast. For more information, resource or service times, please check out our website at noosa.church.